0: All right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Uh, my name is Pierce, as he usually is, and as I usually do, I've got Caroline with me. Caroline, hello. Hey, welcome
1: How's, back. I miss oh, thank you. you. I thought you I did,
0: did excellently uh, last week. It was so stressful. Well, clearly it was good luck because the Who's uh, won. But well, speaking of good luck, we've got our basketball good luck podcast crew back uh for for a football week because emily karen is with us as well emily hello
2: hello i was wondering where you're going with that good luck intro but i'm on yeah board.
0: I, if, I thought it flowed seamlessly yeah
1: i liked it i was like hey, this is the crew <laughs> the, pop, right. the
0: ladies back together bringing the ncaa tournament good luck back to the football team uh going into uh, their first Home game and their first out of conference game against evil William and Mary from Bum Bum Bum. Featuring our old coach and yeah. our our academic state school rivals.
1: And uh, our former quarterback.
0: I 64. Yeah, I know. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, Matt Johns. Maddie Johns is on that coaching staff. That
2: subtle dig at Virginia Tech in there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All the Hokies listening (laughs) to my podcast, you're garbage. All right, moving on. (laughs) That's Um, right. Actually, actually, let's start there because if you haven't seen it, um, the video that you can catch on streakinggalon.com or assorted social media about the good old song. Uh, yes. the best part is clearly Momedies saying <laughs> instead of saying f tech or anything we could say We love you tech, but you will never beat us <laughs>
1: uh,
0: like, i mean it's a a, it's
2: thing ever.
1: a great
0: yes. a great response, a great sentiment, but also hilarious to imagine um chanting that many syllables, yeah
1: like there. fitting it in at the end, but yeah, I think it and was I think they should try. I think it was cool that they made the video. It's a little bit... Look, I... You should <laughs> yeah. not be saying not gay. It's 2019. Get your shit together. Don't be an asshole. Like, I, I personally haven't heard it in several years, like, probably since yeah. I was an undergrad. That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say, like, oh, it never happens anymore. If you're t- saying F tech, like, that's... Just, what are we, Maryland's? Like, what is happening <laughs> out there? Like, they're... And also not... Like, I... I have sworn at football games. I try and be aware of my surroundings. You don't want to swear in kids. It's just, <laughs> it's just a bad look. Like we're always like, you know, people always talking about like, oh, the five pillars. Like, do you think Tony Bennett's out there like encouraging the? And I'm saying that's how you should live your life. Like, Whoa, what would Tony Bennett do? But it's just sleazy. Like, why are we saying that? So like, and then if there's anything in that space, like even if you put a go who's in there, like it still sounds like you're saying not gay because that's what it's been associated with for so long. And it's just like the song will continue if you don't say something there like it's fine so just don't say f-tech or not get like please do not say not get again 2019 grow the hell up but so the video was really cool i think the dina Fey sentiment is really where i'm at where she was like can we just not can we stop doing i have a great idea um what's that that's what she said i have a great idea oh i have a great idea let's let's stop doing this so i think it was cool to put the video out
2: I just think, like, say adding something in there is not worth them not promoting the good old song anymore.
1: Uh,
2: right? Cause, like, that's, like, hypothetically what would happen. It's, like...
1: That they'd stop playing it if people can't right. you know, stop saying shit. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have the good old song and sing it. That's and, what I'm saying. And just, like, yeah. not
2: say some stupid shit to keep the song that, like, people rally around.
0: Uh, I'm for it everything you're saying i'm for so yeah. i think we're we, we so agree. If you're
1: listening go to the game yeah. and don't say anything and after not gay just keep if, singing the song
0: if your opinion on on this matter needed to be swayed by three podcast hosts uh, there you have it we're, i think we did it we're unified all right let's get to the uh the, the actual football uh let's start with recapping the pick game though uh because the who's uh, went on sort of national television uh, and the ACC network that uh, some of us are, are privy to and, and others still not. Comcast. Um, no way. And uh, they they took care of business, particularly in the second half against yeah. the defending Coastal champions in a game that, you know, you heard Bronco say um, that there was plenty Uh, To fix afterwards, there was plenty that that he didn't like, but didn't want to take away from the excitement of beating a team he had never beaten before. uh, At least as UVA's head coach, UVA, I know as a program had never won in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Um, not that they've had a ton of chances, but uh, you know, still notable. Uh, But more importantly, beating the defending division champions in the opening game when you were picked to win that division by the media is a pretty huge statement. So an awesome uh, result for sure, but not without its uh, downs in addition to the ups. But I want to hear the ups first because they're probably more plentiful. What were some things that uh, maybe surprised you with, with uh, Virginia in a good way uh, from that game?
1: Yeah. um, I think the thing that first stood out to me as, Oh, this is exciting is probably special teams because Mm -hmm right out the gate Brian Delaney knocked in I think it was a 36 yarder not a huge deal all three of his misses from last season were in that 30 to 39 yard range so like it's you're going to have a lot of opportunities over the course of the season to hit field goals in that range that's a, you know drive stalls out just inside the red zone that's where you're going to get most of these field goals he hit a 36 yarder a 39 yarder and a 45 yarder he did miss the 40 yarder but that was a bad hold so i i mean I'm not holding that against him. Um, that's huge. <laughs> hold, hold, hold. Um, but it's con- the consistency of it in both sides of the field. He was hitting him from both hash marks. Like, that's a huge piece that wasn't reliable last season. Sure. And but this season again, before. Or
0: yeah, before. Or before.
1: before. It's Basically been a while. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that was the last time that I felt good about it. You know? um, and so that to me was really important. And one of the things that really stood out was how clean they were with the ball, how well he took care of it. There, Zane had a couple, had two stupid penalties. He had two 15-yard penalties. And then there was a five-yard, like, uh, lot, they said they were off the line or on the line improperly for whatever. That was it. Three penalties for 35 yards in week one. Yeah, huge. No turnovers. Um, you created two turnovers uh, via interception and had a blocked punt that led to a touchdown or, like, gave you field position that, you know, scored the first touchdown of the season. Those things to see that happen right out of the gate in week one was really important to me because, like, you look across the rest of the league, especially week zero when you're watching that Miami Florida debacle. If you watched uh, Notre Dame Louisville, where there were literally three consecutive plays that had turnover, like fumbles, not just turnovers, mm-hmm. three straight fumbles. Um, Virginia Tech turned it over five times in their loss to Boston College.
0: Oh, did like, they lose?
1: Yeah, I don't. Oh, oh you didn't weird. That? Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah That sucks. Yeah, man. Real rough start. O and one in the division, <laughs> or you know, in the ACC. So you look at those things like that stuff. Like, and this is something that Broncos teams have been known for over his tenure. Like, not just at at Virginia, but having them be smart and play smart and have performances from special teams. That was those were the two biggest things that stood out to me right out the gate.
0: Excellent, uh, Emily. How about you?
2: Um, I would say special teams, but because I'm like last year I was writing a column for, um, streaking the lawn every week. So i like coaches coach. Like if I were a coaching team, like what would I say? And I swear to God, every single week I was like fix special teams. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm glad that that is, uh, that definitely so they
0: listen to you.
2: Clue. Right. Of course I'll take all mm-hmm. the credit. Um, but the other thing is just, I think like a strong start and seeing kind of like like Bronco talks about complimentary football, right? Like you had a couple quick like three and outs, like right in the beginning, then you had a blocked punt, and then you had a touchdown, like pass from Perkins that followed. So it just was like all the pieces were working together and helping each other out, which I think is a good sign going forward. And I think you saw that through, I wouldn't say all of the game, but through a decent amount of it. It was
1: just – Really nice to see. Also, I forgot to mention my new favorite player, Nash Griffin, because you know me and punters, I love them, and Lester Coleman left a huge punter-shaped hole in my heart when he graduated. Um, He had I think it was four punts, averaged 45.5 yards per punt, three inside the 20. The other one was a touchback, and they only returned one, and it was for 26 yards or something like that, 26 yards. I don't even think that was on a punt. I think that was on a kickoff. So Mm -hmm and that was smart and I think a little bit underrated in the sense that Maurice French is a really good return guy and we took that part of their game away and that's huge like having a guy that can come in and you know he got a scholarship right before the season started um so again that all falls under special teams but the other part is the defense looks legit like the second quarter they struggled and there are definitely some things that they need to fix like there were some times it wasn't blown coverage, but there were some times that guys got too a little too open downfield, and either the receiver dropped the ball or well, there was
0: some blown coverage for sure on, on that uh, big pass play that set up their first score uh, down the right, right sideline.
1: Yeah, for Pitt. I don't. Yeah, yeah
0: the swing to the running back, but anyway.
1: and it's question, it's it's debatable. Some of them were like, what was peeled off coverage or what was like blown coverage type thing. Um, but when you have a guy like hall who can erase a lot of mistakes you yep. kind of like take that but those are that's one of the things that i'd like to see a little bit more of when it comes to so offensive line and um just shoring up really nitpicky with the defense at this point but um shoring up some of those like guys are a little too open or if, you know step behind or something like that just to see some of that stuff but overall the defense gave Pickett L a hell yeah. of a day like that that poor kid was probably covered in ice packs and in the cold tub for hours. Ooh, uh,
0: one thing that stuck out to me as a positive um, that maybe I wasn't necessarily expecting, but pleased to see was the, the difference in the line play on both sides in, yeah. in, in the trenches, if you will, um, compared to last year's team uh, or game against Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, you, you held a pit team that gashed UVA in the mud Uh, with injuries. (laughs) Right. But nonetheless, gas gashed them last year and they held them to 78 uh, rushing yards uh, in their house this year. Uh, I know going into the game, we were a little curious about the new offense Pitt was installing and they clearly uh, wanted to focus on throwing the ball to their detriment because UBA was able to get pressure on Pickett for most of the game. and, And really the game got away from Pittsburgh when UVA started blitzing every play. It seemed like, uh, you know, I haven't gone back and counted, um, but particularly in the fourth quarter, it just looked like they were sending cornerbacks. They were sending Joey Blatt. They were sending linebackers. I mean, they they When they started
1: sending Hall, because Pickett wouldn't throw towards Hall. Like, so Hall was like, well, guess I'll go tackle you. Like, he just started coming in off the edge, and I loved it. It was great.
0: Yeah, it was um, a, a much more encouraging uh, difference than last year just to see that maybe that you know i know the o-line had its uh ups and downs and there was a, a lot of adjustment going on with our o-line they were moving yeah. all and around throughout the game and i think stayed pretty consistent uh with who they liked across the those spots in the second half maybe that helped maybe that's a, a big reason maybe it's a inconsequential reason but it's probably good that they find what they like and and, and get some consistency there and that's what's going to happen in early games and sometimes those early games are against teams like William and Mary or even lesser teams uh but when they're against the ACC foe, so, you know you don't have a lot of room to juggle things around and try new things without sacrificing the yeah. result and so they're in a super physical
1: it. ACC team like there's a team that plays like Pitt hits hard these games are always like that's why I joke around like before we did our preview podcast I just always hate these games because it's a rock fight with all the you know cliches you want to use and that's why I think you know I took a little flack from from some of UNC Twitter um I think that Virginia's win was arguably the best one in the in the conference of the weekend because of the implications of the division like that was a huge win um and you know obviously UNC beating South Carolina was an upset but I just think that that's South Carolina's
0: they, terrible, and it's not yeah. a division opponent, so it doesn't matter right. as much. They're wrong. And a lot
1: of it was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and it's not even just the fans. It's like I've, I've, I've talked about this with a couple of friends, too, that also think that the Carolina one was the biggest one in the weekend because of the beating an SEC team and a rival. And I was like, yeah, but that's the only reason that you think it's a big deal. Like it's not actually really – I don't know. I just think I, it was a great win for UNC. No one really expected them to do that, and they looked better than I thought they were going to. But and we'll talk a little bit more about the ACC stuff, but I, that's this win for Virginia was just so big in my eyes because of all the things that we've talked about hadn't won there on the road, coastal division against a tough opponent and it's to be seen what Pitt will do i my takeaway about Pitt is that team's going to give people some problems like the Kenny Pickett struggled at times, his receivers also didn't do him any favors. Yeah. there were a lot of drop balls there were a lot of things that weren't his fault that didn't help the team out so I think as they get further into the season I actually think this is the best time to play Pitt because we got them at this time where they're still learning stuff so I don't know I just think it was, it was such a big win such a big yeah. win for me I'm so excited about it because there was all this talk about Virginia was going to be good and they came out and they played well and you know I want to see more of the running backs used and I want to see Bryce Perkins get hit less those are my two things
0: well, it's funny, we were saying in the early uh, podcast where we were reviewing all the games and previewing all the games that there's so many teams with these question marks and you see the mistakes in those teams with those question marks who so are installing new coaching systems. Uh, Louisville fumbles like a thousand of them. Uh, Miami just looked all over the place. Some, had, you know, did some yeah. things well, but yeah. I, I think the best way to phrase it is all over the place. And then Pitt, uh, not quite sure what they want on, on offense. So I think you're right, getting them early is a good good thing.
2: I think going back to what, Caroline, you said this like in the beginning of talking about why you thought this game was good because you thought it was going to be a rock fight. The other thing that I think was my biggest takeaway from this weekend was that like Virginia was able to play as keep up with Pitt's physicality, if not surpass it, right? Yeah, when absolutely. It's a tough team, but you don't necessarily know that like or I uh, I didn't necessarily expect Virginia to like out tough pit. Yeah. And I feel like Joey have-
1: Blunt laid the lumber a few right. times. He was out there and just for totally or
2: something like that too where yeah. it's like, you know, like it the pressure that they were putting paid off and I think like being yeah. able to keep up with physical teams is always a plus and you always like to see that early on.
1: And they faced some I mean, they were up controlling the game comfortably, ten nothing, they fall behind 14 or whatever. I forget, you know. 14-13 is what I ended up at the halftime. I thought Virginia dominated the first half, went into the locker room behind just because of the fact that they had to settle for field goals on two of the three red zone drives. Um, it's not coming up empty like they did at times last year and the year before, but obviously you would rather have touchdowns to high hashtag analysis. But coming out in the second half and retaking the lead, and then not only that, but like keeping Pitt off the board the entire second half that showed me something else as well one adjustments which you always I mean we praise Tony Bennett for that all the time like coming out making halftime adjustments and the team fixes shit and comes out looks great um it's it's great to see that they came out and they weren't rattled they weren't scared all this stuff and they came out and they took the lead and held it and won, won a big game that was what you want to see at this point
0: yeah I think if you're looking at potential issues that are carrying over finishing drives is something i mean it you know it plagues most teams yeah <laughs> and like, it definitely plagued everyone. uva yeah. last year yes. um and you 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 got that sort of well that's why uh when pit goes up tempo and and makes a few plays and, and gets largely beat around for the most of the first half, certainly the whole first quarter, but has the lead that half. So, uh, yeah, good on the Hoos to come back and, and close the door uh, defensively, at least, and do enough on offense to, to win. But even on offense in the second half, there were still some red zone plays moving backwards. <laughs> yes. And, you know, that's something uh, – it, it's something that happened in the Virginia Tech game last year. You know, it happened in
1: probably Why? most of the games.
0: But it's, it's a <laughs> – it's a probably my biggest concern because there aren't a lot of like glaring huge issues. Uh, so yeah. if we are, you know um, another one, I think is just keeping Perkins upright. Good God. I know he, <laughs> I mean, he wants to play like a superstar, which is awesome. And he, he is can single-handedly turn games around And that third and long run was a huge moment where Pitt had, more momentum forcing a third and long and Perkins just got away, and made a first down into pit territory for his sort of, I think the announcer said per- first Perkins-esque like play, you know, <laughs> for yeah. that game. Um, it's important his dynamic ability, but he was getting hit a lot. Uh, and not all of that is necessarily on the OL, um, though he was getting hit plenty because of that as well. I did, so. I
1: did think that he uh, looked more comfortable in the fact like, Compared to the start of last year, I thought he ditched the pocket sometimes a little too early. Obviously, coming from someone sitting on their sofa, so take it with a grain of salt. But um, he looked more comfortable in, like, how long he could stay where he was versus when he had to roll and, like, try and make plays for himself. And I will say, I mean, people always want to complain about the play calls when we lose. So I thought, minus there were a couple – like you said, there were a couple plays that went backwards in the red zone. Like, obviously not every single play is going to be perfect and work. But especially – I thought there was a lot of really good usage of tight end this time and the way that they – I thought that uh, Joe Reed was great. Um, Really nice – one really nice catch from Chapman, which I just think needs to be mentioned (laughs) because he was in double coverage and, like, falling away. Um, But just kind of, like, I think that there were a lot of things that – and I'm excited about Wayne Talapapa – I, I, he's the guy I want to get more carries he looked the most Jordan Ellis-esque when he'd get those up the gut runs and obviously a lot of his runs came late but averaging six yards a carry is uh, not bad so yeah. I did like I thought that and I actually had a really good game plan and called a good game
0: yeah I just can't understand the getting the ball back with 30 seconds and then running it up the middle twice I do you I don't, yeah. have an explanation for why you would ever do that
1: my I, I, my thought was like they thought it would just kind of fizzle, I guess. You know, then take pretty, a knee. But they were like, oh, we'll just run out the middle, they'll stop we'll get a couple yards, they'll stop us, we'll clock around. Like, I don't know. Take then just knee, Take I a I knee. Don't I don't know. The first, <laughs> That's what just, I'm saying. Okay. It's the first run. <laughs> there is no plausible
0: <laughs> explanation. Some if you if you're out there and smarter than I am, about maybe it's a pride
1: maybe it's a pride thing. Like tell you me why like, you oh, would do that.
0: that. <laughs> it's it's inexplicable. If you're either gonna try and score and he, he, and he rips off a pretty decent run, then that's fine. Run the ball and say really we're going to – If you're going to say, like, let's be conservative and run the ball, that's fine, but if he, if he rips off a good run, you know, hustle up there and, and you're not that far from field goal range, you know. Like, even on the second run, if they had done it quickly, then they're a play from field goal range, you know, and, and instead they're just like – okay let's just run it for the hell of it you know and then you risk turnovers or or whatever it might be like if you're not going to try then don't try and then you have nothing to actually lose
1: yeah i don't know
0: i was shaking my head about that and it's not the first time uh i
1: think it's just kind of like they don't kneel at the end of the half like that's just they don't do it and so they just like so we'll just like
0: but Let's just because is not a good explanation?
1: It is if you I don't know. I'm saying like maybe that's their thing. That's the explanation. Is like that's but, their thing.
0: But then that's what I'm saying is that's bad. Then for <laughs> yeah, for real, like then it. then you risk negative results of those plays. More most importantly, would be like a turnover. If you yeah. take a knee, you don't risk anything, so it's unnecessary risk.
1: Unless you're Carolina, <laughs> if you take victory formation at the fifty on fourth down and you oh. give the opponent a chance to tie the game or win it i think it was with 25 seconds left yikes. at the your own 48 yikes
0: i missed that <laughs> yeah, it was bad i didn't watch that game so. they
1: almost lost that game like they threw an interception at like the 20 yard line okay. Carol- south carolina did anyway
0: all right, well, before we get to William & Mary, maybe a little bit more about the ACC, let us bring back our uh, football season three stars uh, where we
1: everyone's favorite segment. They've been our today.
0: stars for the game. Um, Emily, why don't you take the honors to go first, hand out your star for the pick game.
1: Um,
2: I'm going to go with Mandy Alonso, actually i think what he did in the beginning of the game set the tone for the rest nice of what was to come
1: um i'm a little torn but i'm gonna go brian delaney gotta give my special teams folks some love i thought he was super consistent and outstanding he was the acc specialist of the week uh which he earned um i like i just can't underestimate or understate i guess is a better word how much i think how important i think this is for this team to have a consistent field goal kicker um which again sounds sad to say but um i just think it's something that's really crucial to the success of this team i
0: i don't know what to say, um, but rattle off all the names that we haven't covered. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> Probably deserve it. Uh, Bryce Perkins, <laughs> um, Joe Reed, seven catches. Hasis Wall with an awesome stretching touchdown.
1: Joey, Joey Blunt uh, was my second.
0: Choice. Well, that's gonna be mine.
1: Oh, well, uh, you're rattling here. off Charles Snowden. There you go. He was gonna be my second choice. Yeah.
0: Zane Zandir, nine tackles, and now uh, if I'll get to my star to hand out, Joey Blunt, gotta be because uh, he had himself a hell of a game. I think the pick thrown right to him was – he was in the right spot and pretty indicative <laughs> of the pressure that they were getting yeah. on Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, he, he just had the, – the, the first pick uh, that Matt Gam made, whose name we haven't mentioned, was just an awesome – Uh, play by Matt that really wasn't the quarterback's fault. You know, he maybe should have seen him, but most linebackers aren't going to be there. It was a really cool play. It was was a cool play play. to hear uh, Bronco dissect that or or really just react to that in one of his press conferences saying, this is what we want uh, the outside backers to do. And that may have been, I think he said that may have been the first time any of them have done it exactly correct. Um, So it was a pretty outstanding play. Uh, by Gam And uh, anyway Great great play still by Blount And uh, the sacks were a little more Outstanding, a little more fun For sure uh, So yeah, good job Hoos uh, But now the tribe comes to town Friday night game Craziness Scott Stadium Going to be lit Going to be lit with its beer garden And oh, all yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> I know Cav, man No
0: adventures of Cavs. Yeah, assigned drinking locations in Scott Stadium uh, with beer available to purchase. and, And, like, limits on the beer. I didn't quite get what they were describing that. But all I know is you can get beer and cider and whatnot in Scott Stadium. You just can't see the football game live while you're drinking it.
1: Baby steps, Pierce. Yeah, okay,
0: steps. we're there, yeah. They better have um, white
1: claw, that's all I'm saying. The,
0: the, the <laughs> F- new
1: not over, guys.
0: <laughs> the new daddy seltzers. Um, Catalina Lime Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> excellent name. Excellent hard seltzer. There you go. Sponsor Have me. you all tried right. it? Is it good? Yes, I've tried it. It is phenomenal. All right.
1: <laughs> Wait, so I was thinking about this. this is completely off topic, but well it's on topic, but <laughs> Do you think like when the first few ciders came out, so like White Claw, Bon and Viv, truly, yeah. Sorry, so what did I say? Spritzers, sorry, seltzers came out. You said um, ciders.
0: It doesn't matter. Uh, Continue.
1: <laughs> seltzers specifically came out. Do you think like every single booze company was like, guys, I need my best men on this, like? Yeah, because they up, already existed. The it's filter.
0: just, it's just Smirnoff Ice without the sugar. Because it's all malt liquor is what it all is. Yeah. It's, it's all the same crap. My and before was that, it was, Zima. Alcohol
1: was. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what the alcohol is. It just says alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, it's, I tried to look it up. malt liquor.
0: <laughs> it's not good. You shouldn't adjust it for any <laughs> it's, reason. It's that, uh, uh,
1: you can back off my White Claws because they're my fave. Black Cherry, what up? White Claw sponsor <laughs> <laughs>
0: Regardless, uh, I think you can purchase uh, equivalent things <laughs> during the, the, the game Friday night um, against our former coach. So I mean, William and Mary coming off a win uh, in a game that they were definitely supposed to win uh, against the. Uh, it, do do you guys uh, know Lafayette what their mascot is?
2: Lafayette. Right.
0: <inaudible> <inaudible> this is just Lafayette. Dun-na. Da, da, da. You, it's not that not louisiana are this they, is, yeah. they are leopards it is the leopards uh anyway woman mary won uh thirty seventeen against the leopards uh they play two quarterbacks in their go-go offense i love Uh, that
1: name is
0: it is it because it's like a dc thing coming from howard i know they brought it from howard so i I, I assume there was that type of
1: that here like they didn't call no no it
0: wasn't no no it's totally different than anything (laughs) nice anyway the the you know it's up-tempo offense uh, the quarterback uh, hollis mathis ran for 127 yards against lafayette um as we saw kenny pickett take advantage of apparently uh we will give up uh, long quarterback runs on third down uh we didn't mention that, that was, but it yeah, seems that was tough stuff. i'm sure it was two or three times it felt like 40 times <laughs> watching it at home but uh they're not so much throwing the ball as much. So not a great completion percentage. It went 11 for 22 as a unit, uh, the quarterbacks for William & Mary, uh, for only 163 yards in a game uh, that they were coming back from. They were down 10-6 at the half, but scored 24 points in the third quarter. So Mike London questions, will he use his timeouts effectively? What did he do before he got into football coaching?
1: Uh, and I don't know. Did they mention that? Often?
0: Does William Mary have a chance uh, to pull off one of their occasional upsets oh, over God, the years?
1: This I mean, is a game. Oh gosh, M go first. I can't. I'm not ready. I'm just
2: like, like you said, I feel like this could be a not ideal matchup for us, just in the sense that like our like the where their strengths lie, like you just said, in like rushing the ball, is exactly where our weaknesses showed through last week. And, like, also, I think we've been we've beat William & Mary the last, like, four times in a row. And, like, with Mike London returning, I feel like there's probably a lot more on the line for them. Sure. Like, I feel like there's more pressure on them to get a win and
1: on Mike London. And he
2: well, and,
0: much- and Mike London always showed up in those high-pressure games with, <laughs> with an <laughs> excellent execution.
1: Oh, I feel so bad. I did like him. He's a very nice man. I'm um, sure he's an, he's
0: an excellently nice, lovely, good person
1: yeah
2: the you've said the word excellent like in a different form tonight
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's my it it was my thesaurus of the day calendar uh
1: (laughs) excellent (laughs) um yeah it's i look at the like the 126 yards by the quarterback is this i did the same thing like oh gosh but i also would hope that virginia's defense would be slightly better than lafayette the the leopards yeah and i think overall the rushing defense was fantastic and they were definitely (laughs) yeah there were some times that, like we said, it, what was that?
2: <laughs>
1: the leopards are pretty tough. Listen, don't you disrespect
0: the leopards? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the laughing at leopards against Lucky. the silver snakes. Um, but yeah, I would hope that like Virginia's defense is a little bit better than you know what William and Mary faced last week. Probably. Um. So I. This is one of those – I mean, I think the spread's like 33 and a half points, which I immediately saw and, like, wanted to vomit because you all know me by this point. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, this gambling should be – Gambling
0: makes you vomit.
1: Yes, gambling <laughs> is a sin. It makes me vomit. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that this should be one that Virginia wins comfortably by multiple touchdowns if, like, not Probably. and I mean, should – for my heart, I hope that's the case.
2: I don't know yeah. that we will.
1: I think there'll I be plenty know. of...
2: I just don't know it's going to be as, like... As blowouty as we want.
0: <laughs> All right, y- y'all got the nerves. Darnes is about to vomit because the point spread's too high. Emily's preaching caution. <laughs>
2: no, I'm just saying, like, the expectation that, like, we're going to win by, like, five touchdowns is, like, probably a little out of reach.
0: I think UVA will win by at least 20 points. I don't know I, – I don't often gamble on uh, point spreads, especially ones as high as 33, but
2: – Right, like that's know. absurd.
0: Yeah, I think
2: like, – That's like Alabama Duke was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's what it should be like. I mean, honestly, that's what William and & Mary and UVA should be like, unless William & Mary is having some premier season. This isn't supposed to be, I think, yeah. that great of a season for them. So um, I do think that this will be a great chance, hopefully, to see Brenna Armstrong – playing uh, the redshirt freshman yeah, uh, quarterback. No reason not to get him in there, particularly when we like the idea of keeping Perkins healthy and, and upright and all those good things. Although Armstrong has been on the punt uh, gunning or, or punt block, not the How gunning. Uh, I saw a friend of the podcast, Ferber, talking about uh, that on Twitter and was like, oh, my God, he's right. That is the backup quarterback on the punt team <laughs> maybe we'll see a gadget play down the road um, involving that type of uh, uh, fake punt play but uh, so both of you despite your your hesitations to be fully optimistic are, are predicting a win though
2: yes yes yeah i mean if we don't then we all have a lot to talk about next week <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I think Pitt will have a lot to talk about,
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For next week, just so we can really unpack this all.
0: Absolutely. Um, all right, well, let's turn our attention to around the rest of the ACC uh, in week one uh, for the football. Uh, the Hokies, Boston College. Not a division game, but an ACC game. Yeah. No bueno for the Hokies in a, a game that I watch most of um, – They, you know, there were interceptions uh, from their quarterback uh, and and you can put on that, but they they didn't look great. And I I think, you know, talking to my uh, few Hokie friends out there, I don't think they were impressed uh, with much, even outside, you know, turnovers aside, I don't think we looked good. I think would be um, uh, probably what I heard the most
1: of. It's really interesting. Um, just looking at like a fan base dynamic. And obviously, we've had a lot longer to deal with the mediocrity. No offense to everybody. Um, but
0: – Who would take offense to that? I know, right?
1: <laughs> as, even as attendance has declined and people get angry online, like there's been – like Virginia fans have still followed football for the last decade. Like we're still around. We're still here. Um All three of us. Oh, well, I mean like the number of people I've seen like – the over I don't know I mean it's gonna be tough like Fuente has underperformed by Virginia Tech standards they've had one losing season and you'd think the entire place was on fire like I get it like you have standards and like you want the team to perform at a certain level it's but that it's also like what was that it's all they have and also they've true and big just-
0: brother winning national champions championships <laughs> still, no longer
1: just in tennis yeah. um it's just like also that counts as our legally obligated mention of the 2019 Indeed. national championship
0: yeah, for those uh, at home keeping track
1: which was won by Virginia uh, <laughs>
0: UVA won the national championship
1: as well. my, my boss is going to fire me if I ask him about this anymore um, The but yeah I, I've just been kind of like man y'all can't hang with being crappy like get it together <laughs>
2: Like, necessarily, <laughs> like the fact that they're losing I just feel like it's the drastic drop off from what they're
1: used to like, it's if, been kind like, of a decline though like that's i mean when they when yeah, like, frank tech- beamer retired he you know i'm putting air quotes because you guys can't see that obviously because this is an audio visual you know, not visual uh, medium we're talking to you on um but when he was kind of like ushered out like those th- that's why he was ushered out is the decline of that that contending for a national championship that they thought that they were doing or whatever else like right so, but yes, I, still- I agree with you it has been definitely more dramatic i think in the last two seasons but it's been like a eh, they've been mediocre their biggest accomplishment in the last 10 years was continuing to beat us and we know that like we know we were bad make of that what you will there were games we should have won that we didn't but that was like their that's been their big accomplishment. There's been no BCS bowl equivalents. There's been no getting to number one. Like they've been on the decline. It's just I've been kind of shocked like how like at the one losing season, they're like, what are we doing? Fire everybody. One of them said cancel the program and put all the money into basketball. Sorry, but it's just been interesting because I, I agree. I don't think they look great. They've got a lot of stuff to work on.
0: Also around the ACC, uh, FSU blew a big lead to Boise State. Do, oh, I, you know, I don't really know. I mean, that's a game coming up for the Hoos, so I was interested to see, um, what, you know, what they looked like. And I, 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 jury's still very much out on that game for me.
2: I just feel like FSU is, like, people thought they knew what they were going to get this season, and they just don't. Yeah. Like I think it's just all question marks cuz it's like everything we thought that we were going to see from FSU. Like people are kind of like, okay, well now we have no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and I think with a roster like that, it's dangerous to feel like they're as trash as they were last year. You know, we talked a little bit yeah. about this in the preview, but it's like there's plenty of, of talented players there. It's not usually what wins games, but it definitely helps. So, I don't know we'll uh we'll have to see what they can do uh in the meantime and obviously boise's no slouch of a program uh slouches of programs include liberty who hosted <laughs> syracuse and didn't yeah. score uh, gave we, us the
1: most ridiculous meme of the college football season i don't know if that's know. gonna get topped
0: yeah we we all know my feelings on that coach and <laughs> that athletic program um, Duke, i'm in the
1: hospital bed i just can't yeah, it's yeah
0: <laughs> Gimmick. <laughs> uh Wake beat Utah State. I know Utah State has a decent basketball team.
1: Yeah, they're actually there that was analysis. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really fun game. Um one of the more entertaining games of the first week, I think, in ACC play. Um and I think that's a solid win. I mean, really anyone's a solid win. Like you take any win where you can get it. But um Utah State's better than like when you first hear Utah State, and we're like, what? Um, but no pushover. I thought that was, uh, they had to show some moxie in that one.
0: And that Louisville and Notre Dame game, I know we touched on briefly, but uh, Louisville seems to be better coached uh, under this new, you know, you could see what they were trying to do. They just weren't succeeding in doing it. I don't, I don't really know how to better put that other than if they start playing um, a little more or executing a little better, playing a little tighter. Uh, you can see that Louisville is is probably uh, no slouch
1: as well. I felt a little bit better about playing Notre Dame after that game and I felt a little worse about playing Louisville. Well, Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Regressing towards the mean eye.
1: Yeah, I just thought, I mean, like you said, they're a well-coached team, um, and that was obvious, Just, but also they did a lot, I mean, they had like three fumbles that they lost all of them, and honestly, if I were a Louisville fan, I'd be so torn between being excited about not being the utter and abject disaster that you were last season, that team that quit, like gave up on their coach halfway through the season, but also, like, really annoyed at the fact that that team legitimately could have beaten Notre Dame in that game, like, or at least made it where the fourth quarter was a one score. Yeah. Like I just think they had opportunities that they fumbled on like the 10 yard line on a drive where Notre Dame had yeah. no idea what to do with them. That would have tied the game like midway through the third quarter. And that was like when they turned it was, that was basically it. So I I think that they're going to be better than people think, but still have a lot of stuff to work on.
0: Well, let me ask both of you, um, Emily, who would, who would you pick to win the Coastal at this point? I know it's early. I know we haven't seen a ton, but are you agreeing with the media and UVA?
2: I mean, the fan and me would like to say yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um,
2: However. No. Am I 100% sold yet? I don't think so. I mean, we saw what happened in the second quarter of last week's game, and, like, if that, happens, if that happened in two quarters instead of one, like, I don't know that we necessarily win the game against Pitt. You know, like, if we – it's, like, we saw such a strong start, and then it was, like, everything that went right in the first quarter absolutely did not in the second, and so it's, like, if we have games where, like, those kind of streaks last, like, a little bit too long, you know, I think we just need to show, like, more consistency, and it wasn't like that was for, like, three plays, and then we were, like, okay, we got our shit together. It was, like, that was a, a pretty decent stretch where we yeah. were not great. <laughs> so, um I feel – I mean, I'm still pretty confident. Like, I think Virginia has a good, very good chance of winning it. I just don't know that I'm going to go out and be like, this
1: is our year and
2: it's going to happen.
1: It's the thought of, like, being that confident makes me nervous, too. Well, if you, um,
0: if you had to name a team to win the Coastal, who would you pick?
2: Can you ask me this after week two? Sure. <laughs>
1: just <laughs> got to get that William and Mary game we, out of the way. We will table it. <laughs>
2: week like one is really hard because it's like you don't actually know what you're getting from
1: all these teams yet yeah yeah that's why it's fun to answer i i all think right. after Caroline the Caroline
0: first... <laughs> wants the answer <laughs> what's your answer
1: i think it's for like for, based on what happened in the first week i think virginia has the best shot right now of winning the coastal i think who that they looked the away? most complete what was that
2: who would you put behind virginia
1: probably miami
2: yeah that's actually who i was leaning toward
1: yeah right. and and obviously that's going to be a huge game but i think if based on um, Again, why this is fun, why it's the thought process and the whatever exercise that Pierce makes us do when we answer these questions. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so mean, You makes us answer questions on the podcast. Yeah. Um, is, you know, like anything can happen, like, you know, yeah. Kevin Garnett. Um, yeah. But after the first week, I think, especially like I said, why that was so important to me was that Virginia was able to, they looked like they were in week four for the majority of that game as opposed to looking like they were in week one. That's That was how I looked at, like, they put together a competent, clean effort against a good team on the road. And that is something that you would expect out of them in week seven or eight, not week one. Um, they didn't get any practice reps against, like, a Richmond or whatever. I'm not going to say William & Mary because I'm not trying to tempt fate. Um, but that, I think, means something. right now, I think the Virginia look like the most solid team in the Coastal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and we'll get to see maybe more definitive evidence when Miami plays UNC this week. Um, so that might give us some clarity. Maybe UNC is no, legit too. Come out of the yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: a good. That game Saturday night's huge. Yeah.
0: Maybe not Georgia Tech surprising anyone <laughs> this year. <laughs> I mean, you know, game by game, I'm not calling the who's are definitely going to be Georgia Tech, but I don't think Georgia Tech's going to challenge for the uh, Coastal title it's yeah about that's probably transitioning away from that uh, garbage offense I, uh, I
1: go <laughs>
2: just always like up in the air yeah like, the coastal is like out of every like power five conference I feel like the coastal is always the most like contentious
1: exciting yeah that's why it's and, the best okay so who do you guys who do who do Virginia fans root for on Saturday night Miami or Carolina Carolina well <laughs> see uh, this is what happens when you make us answer these questions no i know my, my
0: answer <laughs> i was reacting to emily's answer
1: would oh, <laughs> you root for miami
0: yeah i don't root for carolina
1: no i mean take the like you hate so and so out of it carolina
0: place. already uh, well i guess they're neither play, no that's
1: yeah uh, no one played a so it doesn't matter
0: yeah. um i don't know I, root for the away team yeah
1: I lean towards Carolina only because of the fact that I think, down the, I think they will take more conference losses than Miami will. Yeah. Yeah. But I really don't want to go through another week of this, like, overhyped Mac is back. Because if they win, they're going in the top 25. And I don't know if I can deal with that. And I'm not okay. saying Mac isn't back. I'm just saying a lot of teams have <laughs> won games and been, we've been told that so-and-so was back when, in fact, not back. <laughs> so I would I'm just like to nip that in the butt if they're not back. There was this
2: article the other day, like, just talking about, like, how Mac is – focus on making this season all about like fun and dancing and like singing and like <laughs> my energy and i was like what is this <laughs> i was like here's the thing like that's not gonna win games like that's great yeah. mac will not be back for much longer if that's what he's focusing on
1: it was kind of adorable that i mean pierce you'll not like it my mom will disown me if she listens but it the emo the pure emotion that he showed in the post-game interview was refreshing when it comes to like this I mean, sure. he surely didn't turn down some of the millions of dollars that were offered to him to come back. Yeah. But he does have the vibe that he actually ca- – like, you know, he's back because he wants to coach players and wants to be – like, you know. or I have,
0: I have but, no issues with Mac Brown being happy with his win or, or coming back to the program. I'm just not <laughs> going to root for them to win football games. Um, sure you
1: are. You're a huge Carolina fan. No, I'm not, Brian
0: Leung. Uh, All right. Uh, We have been talking at great length about football, so uh, we we can't finish without uh, our new football segment uh, that that needs to be weekly because uh, both the men and women's soccer programs uh, are off to excellent starts uh, with huge wins uh, over ranked teams. Um, I'll take the men's team very quickly, beat Maryland. Uh, scored goals uh, against Maryland, which uh, if you listen to Patty Foss and I discuss things, uh, the biggest question mark for the Hoos is always just who's going to put the ball back in the net. And they got off to a hot start in that game um, in the first half and scored a couple and held strong uh, against – I think Maryland was ranked number one
2: they uh, were ranked number it's, one it's yeah.
0: huge it's a cool rivalry game for sure to to keep going in a sport where uh those teams are, are always going to be two of the best programs around so glad man, out. to see the who's taking care of business in dc shout out
1: shout out to you know my good friend ben aka the super who who after i jokingly asked if he would instagram live stream it <laughs> because somehow in this day and age that game did not end up on any streaming service I think that's how spoiled we've gotten where it's like remember back in the day like not every football game was on like you couldn't watch every football game you couldn't watch you definitely could not watch every basketball game especially in the non-conference now there's a soccer regular season soccer game that's not streamed and I'm like what the hell is this um but he did stream it and we watched via his Instagram live feed which was great and yeah I thought they looked good they were great defensively and you know scoring goals is always fun
0: absolutely uh do you want to take us with the women's team uh update
1: yeah women are scoring a ton of goals (laughs) yeah they're scoring they do now have a scoring problem i think they are um outscoring their opponents in four games 21 to 1 which seems pretty good um (laughs) and the one was given up on sunday against west virginia in a four to one victory West Virginia was number 12, and Virginia's number so. 6, yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Deanna Ordonez, D, she's the leading scorer. She's got eight goals this season already, which is just absurd. Um, Alex Spanstra put in one of the nicest goals I've ever seen in person. Um, not even no, – no exaggeration, like beautiful, outside the 18, top right corner. It was gorgeous. Um, so this is a team, you know, we, I've, from talking to some people, this is a team that might have the pieces to go all the way this year. So obviously Steve Swanson's a great coach. He's coming off of another World Cup victory. Um, so he's back with the squad, you know, assistant coach with them. Um, and, you know, they've got – the the conference is always going to be challenging. Um, I mean, Florida State won the national championship last year. Um, but they're off uh, they're to a great start, 4-0. And I also saw field hockey win on Sunday two to love one love
0: it excellent over another
1: ranked team so really
0: all who's all winning all the time
1: all
0: the who so um all right well uh stay tuned to streaknalon.com uh, for more football and football coverage uh, as uh, we get ready for the home opener friday night exciting pop up about all right and uh for everybody at the blog i'm pierce go who's